What's happening? And welcome into episode 689 of the That Being Said podcast with the Georgeois Brothers. The 2020 recap ending, uh, for a lot of people, an awful year. But I think for us, not the worst year ever. But uh, for a lot of people, an awful year uh, podcast. But uh, we're ending it, and we're going to be talking some sports of 2020 and some things about 2020, and then get into some NFL this weekend. I'm your co-host, Sammy Georgeois. And I'm George Arjur, and we're coming at you recorded and direct, man. This is it. It's over. Uh, I'm not this year. I'm not going to do this bullshit. It's all bro. over. <laughs> I'm not doing it this year. I'm telling you, I'm not going to be like, oh, uh, hopefully this new year is better. Oh my god, because like last year, everyone was like, oh, new decade, new me, and then this year just kind of fucked up everybody. Even though I had a pretty good year. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna like sugarcoat it. I know a lot of people are like that's insensitive to say you had a good year in 20. No, I had a good year. It was tough for a lot of people, and it's tough for a lot of different things. And there's some tough parts of 2020, but in general, I, I wouldn't say this was the worst year of my life. Um, luckily for us, a lot of our friends, family, we're all healthy. No one really close to us got sick. Um, yeah, it was not a horrible. I don't think that's movie. insensitive to say, and I don't think people would say it's insensitive. I think people would say that's a you just re- realizing your blessings. Yeah, I'm just counting them, man, counting the blessings, and uh, I guess uh, there's a lot of sports blessings too, and a lot of bad sports moments as well, with because we had no sports for a long time as well. So it's I'm just excited to get this recap going, and uh, and you know. Um, as much as twenty, the football season has gone on with and without any real delays, so that's good too. Although it's now the first season of all time, I think that had a game fall on seven days of the week. Yeah, first time ever. Yeah. Um, every single that, day of the week had a football game, Monday through I'll Monday. I'll call that a bl- I'll call that a blessing. It was, but I'm saying you said that nothing happened, but I'm saying it, nothing got canceled. But it, it, yeah, it was a um, still a weird scheduling, weird. Oh, Everything was weird. Everything about the yeah, NBA was... shutting down to coming back in a bubble now starting off in December after what was it? 60 days of a break mm-hmm. to baseball, having no fans and being in like, you know, empty stadiums, especially baseball, the empty stadium in baseball was kind of odd. And then you just had overall 2020 started off also with an awful bang that I wanted to uh, an awful moment that I wanted to mention, which was Kobe okay. Bryant. And oh, yes, that was, yeah, the uh, low of the lows before like the rest of the world hit low of low when it came to coronavirus and whatnot. Mm-hmm. This year has been so long that I kind of forgot that that was even in 2020. Um, obviously, yeah, January, last year, right? January 20th, I believe. Yeah, I think so. And uh, you just kind of, in a way, be like, man, I can't believe this was that. Uh, that was this year. Uh, it's been a long year for a lot of people. A lot of uh, It's definitely going to be a year regardless of what i said earlier where i said hey it was a good year do you i mean i'm gonna remember this year right like people are gonna be like what was the weirdest year of your life 2020 whether it was good or bad it was definitely the weirdest year of any everyone who's alive's life right now i had a damn hashtag on new year's last year that said hashtag 2020 vision didn't work (laughs) i actually 2021 i i vaguely remember that you retired it pretty quickly there but i see why yeah, it's a, it did not become that clear. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about the best and the worst. Actually, I just mentioned the worst, but we're talking about some of the best moments, players, teams, etc., in sports for 2020 before we get into this NFL weekend and some college football. Just thought we'd do a little bit of a recap. And 
I wanted to start with what was or who was, sorry, who do you, who do you count as the best player of 2020, best athlete? I mean, this one is pretty easy for me. The best athlete for 2020 has to be LeBron James. I mean, you can make an argument for Patrick Mahomes, but most of his season was in 2019. I mean, they won the Super Bowl in 2020, and he's probably not going to win the MVP this year. Uh, We're yet to know if they're going to win a Super Bowl. So even though Patrick Mahomes did sign the largest contract in history of professional sports, I believe, um, he's also not – I think most of his achievements are in 2029 other than winning the Super Bowl, 2019 other than winning the Super Bowl. So I got to give it to LeBron James for what he did on the court, off the court, and really the only – champion that i mean i know the dodgers won but the the lakers were the champions of 2020 right yeah i think that's where i have lebron james as well and you brought up patrick mahomes which i'm going to bring up here shortly but uh lebron james is the player of 2020 for a couple reasons one he kind of kept the bubble alive i know there was a lot of i don't know what we can believe or not but from what you hear reports wise it's that there was obviously rumblings about the season not restarting or not having a bubble or whatever it may be. And LeBron James and the Lakers were a big proponent of saying, like, let's keep going. Like, let's get this season done with. So not only what he's done. Even though the they, they, he also they, wanted to stop the bubble in the middle of the bubble for for social justice reasons. But then he came right. together. Yeah, like, but he, I mean, that was, they weren't power. trying to shut the season. They were trying to close postpone i mean like i'm saying we there's a big difference they were trying to that the social justice stuff was like they did actually cancel a couple games so yeah they did end up doing that so i mean but we're talking about the coronavirus like people were trying to go home and pack up the season and i don't and i think he kind of played a big role in that and obviously you could see that as a good and a bad a lot of people might say that was like uh oh because you wanted to win the mickey mouse bubble right the mickey mouse championship which could be a reason. Maybe he did find he's, it easier to win a championship in in twenty. He's the only person. He's the only all time great to win a Mickey Mickey Mouse championship. That, that's fair. That is true. And maybe he knew it was easier. Maybe it was yeah. easier without fans, and maybe it was easier in the bubble. But the fact that he kept it going, and then you know, he whether you agree with him or not, he does do a lot off the court and Absolutely. you know in the world, regardless of what your political stance or social justice stances are. We know that LeBron James does a lot off the court in communities on top of what he did this year, winning a championship and being, I think, the first NBA player to be a finals MVP on three different NBA teams, which was, you know. Which was the, that- the Kawhi Leonard award that everyone was like, oh, Kawhi Leonard is about to be the first one to do it. And LeBron yeah. did it. And never, no one even really mentions that LeBron James did it. Yeah. And it's a kind of crazy thing to think. Um, talking about value, and he's kind of the most valuable player of 2020 in general, which is. You know, you talk about a guy that has been in Cleveland, which is a notoriously bad franchise or kind of a bad sports area in general, as I'm wearing as you're wearing a hat. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he um, uh, I think he is like for winning there and winning in Miami, which as good as the heat is heat are as an organization, it's not like they have a rich, rich, rich history. Right? No, I mean they were he, a I think they they were a expansion franchise in 1989, so they don't yeah, have a lot of time. And then he found a, and then he found a way to then join another storied franchise and also make it work. So he's Absolutely. kind of done a little bit of everything. Cleveland bring them, you know, their title for the first time in 50 years. Miami bring them a title after you know, um, I think they had like a six year gap between the Dwayne Wade one, and it was kind of a a growing storied franchise and then going to the storied franchise and winning one in every like corner of the U S 
Um, I think he just kind of this year topped it all off for him. And having four, I feel like for some reason, correct me if I'm wrong, there's something about having four rings that just feels a little different than the three. Not It's not just yeah. that it's one more. Like two and three feel the same to me. But there's something about the four. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is about the four, but I think you're absolutely right. I feel like it puts you in this, uh, especially when you're the best player on all four teams. I mean, you can make an yeah. argument for Anthony Davis if you really want to and going to get technical. But Most I'm not valuable. Most valuable, best, whatever. Um, when you have four championships on four different teams, three champions, four championships on three different teams, the number four, I think, represents people like, I think Magic has four. I think Bird has three. Magic has four. Kareem has four. Jordan has more than four. Will um, Bill Russell has more than four. It's like a really rarefied place. Where my, Kobe Bryant has four. Shaq, four. Duncan, four. Like, there's like a handful of guys where that number four really becomes like, okay, you just separated yourself from a pack. Yeah, I mean, especially if you even look at a guy like Kyrie with, I mean, not Kyrie, sorry, Steph Curry with three right now. Three, yeah. It absolutely. doesn't feel the same as I, I, when he had two and LeBron had three, or they both had three, they felt very similar. Mm -hmm. uh, but that fourth, like you're saying, it puts you kind of in a rare, rare pack of people. I mean, the mm -hmm. two and the three, you know, you even go back further, right? You talk about guys like Isaiah Thomas and the Pistons winning two, and you talk about, um, I don't know. You can just keep going back and find Houston Rockets winning two. Yeah, like two. no one's putting. There's Hakeem something different that. about like the two and the three that when you hit that four, it's like you know. I feel like the list goes from like a decent amount of people to like okay, you're one of those like five or six. Yeah, and that's why that number six, which I know LeBron James fans hate to acknowledge, is actually important. Like it's very important that because I think it's in the modern era. Like, okay, Bill Russell won, what, 11? But there's eight, what, like seven teams? Like, since there's been 30 teams in the league, one person's won six, and that's Michael Jordan. One person's won five, that's Kobe Bryant. So if LeBron James gets Tim to Duncan's six, also Tim five. Duncan, yeah, Tim Duncan's also won five. Sorry, Tim Duncan and Kobe Bryant reach five, Michael Jordan reach six. If LeBron reaches six and he goes to 11 or goes to 12, he's the greatest player of all time. So that's why that I number six. I will tell you this as, as a important. LeBron defender, George, it's not about the number six. There's a, there's a huge you missed the whole you missed the second half of it. It's the whole six and zero thing. It's not the whole six thing because yeah. I think as as a guy who loves LeBron James, mm -hmm. I believe six championships is greater than four. That's not that's yeah. you know that's uh that's I, I don't care about but I also honestly don't like as a Jordan guy I don't care about the zero i don't care about six and oh i care about the six I that's why if lebron yeah, yeah that's why if lebron gets six and he's like six even if he's six and eight it's like wow he has six See, that's and you that's you yeah. but that's not the that's not actually the true like strong there's a lot of people that would say even if lebron gets six he's not jordan because of six and oh so i was just saying it's not the part mm -hmm. one of it it's the six and oh thing right because mm -hmm. i think you think like i do where yeah, to be honest, if he wins six, but he just ha and he happened to lose nine others, but at least he went to nine others. But you're just not in the you're you're saying about more about the people that would say like, okay, he's the goat now, even with four. Yeah, I'm like, oh, he's won they're like he's won four championships in eighteen years. I'm like, well, Jordan won six and thirteen. Like, I think that's a little more impressive to me. Yeah, I think at this point in LeBron's career, George, like after winning this fourth one here in 2020 he's put himself in a good position to potentially get to five and potentially get to six. Yeah, absolutely. He only has maybe, you know, a three, four year span to do so, but it's been done before. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that's what makes him the best athlete of 2020 is that he's, 
it's not only winning, Wait, right? Because you have- I, I, I like that little wrap up there. And that's what makes him the best athlete of 2020. That way to well, bring it all back you together. Didn't, you didn't let me wrap it up, though. Let me wrap it up. I know. It was impressive. He's the best athlete of 2020 because at the end of the day, it's not about his first championship like a Patrick Mahomes. It's not about his back-to-back MVPs like a Giannis or whoever it may be. It's about, like you said, he put himself in a different convo now. And that's why he kind of became the best of 2020. And it kind of transitions me to my best team of 2020, which you mentioned early on, which for me was the Kansas City Chiefs. And the reason the Kansas City Chiefs are my best team of 2020 and not the Lakers mm-hmm. and, you know, not involving LeBron is because you said something very important is that, you know, a lot of the Chiefs Super Bowl and Mahomes winning MVP in Super Bowl was 2019, but they did win the Super Bowl with, I think, three straight comebacks in the AFC mm-hmm. playoffs all in 2020 and then have followed it up now with a 14-1 and season. Regardless of him winning or not winning this year, we're talking about they've lost one game out of including four playoff games, right? So they've lost – they had one, no, three playoff games, including a Super Bowl, and the rest of this season, they are then 17-1. and one. So yeah. we're talking about a team that has lost one game since January 1st, 2020, going into the new year. And that t- – while winning a Super Bowl. So to me – that's why I have to give it to the Chiefs because I think out of all teams in all sports, there's only one other one I would consider. Um, I think that they've done the most to follow up their end of 2020 or their early 2020 season with their new one. Yeah. I mean, I also thought of the Dodgers on this That's one. That's why I I'm thought gonna, about it as well. Yeah. But I'm going to give it to the Lakers as well. They came back into the bubble after a – the NBA kind of brought sports back into the national light after the pandemic. Um, and they and they also it. shut it down, kind of. And they kind of shut it down, too. But, I mean, the Lakers were the first one to bring it back. It was the toughest championship. They're in a bubble. It kind of signified 2020. So, yeah, maybe the Chiefs were a more dominant team in 2020. Maybe the Chiefs are a better team historically. They're like, if you want to rank NFL teams of all time versus NBA teams of all time, maybe this Chiefs team's a better team, as you're saying. Like, the way you're looking at it, I totally get it. But I just think the significance of 2020, I can't give it to the Chiefs because it happened all before COVID. And so, like, when I think of 2020, I'm not going to signify 2020 with the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm going to signify 2020 with either the Dodgers or the Lakers. I guess you can call L.A. the uh, the sports sports capital of 2020. So, But that's why I'm going with the Lakers because it signified all that happened in the world in 2020. You're, you're going more the um, storyline. Kind of it's the narrative. Storyline <laughs> route. I'm going just – I'm going more literal here. And the reason I'm going more literal is because I do believe that – I just think it's it, – I think it is because the, the Chiefs had that Super Bowl ending at 20 then have not followed up with this COVID season. But I see what you're saying. They still haven't won like anything significant technically during COVID, and the Lakers yeah, actually yeah. did. And, yeah, and I'm, I going, think for, I'm doing I'm doing what I hate with MVPs. I'm going the narrative route. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? That's the only thing that probably would have topped off the Lakers for me being the team as well as if LeBron had won the MVP this NBA season too. I think it'd be indisputable that they were not only the player. He was not only the player, but also they were the team. Um, the only difference is that I do see the MVP Patrick Mahomes and what he's had. I feel like it would have not fit at least for me in this podcast. And I'm glad one of us, I'm glad we had different answers on this one, but it wouldn't have fit if they weren't mentioned as one of these, like top of the 2020 type of team. Absolutely. That's where we're at. And they might win another one again this year, but we'll find out. Um, Perfect. So what's our last one? The best moment. Wasn't there? Yeah. What's the best Best moment? 
Uh, this one's easy and for me, actually. The best. Okay. Are you, are you picking a championship? I have to ask first. No. Okay, good. That's, I, I was going to like throw that in there. I didn't say it to you when we were talking about our podcast, but I was hoping like, I hope he doesn't just say like, well, LeBron James, fourth channel. Like, no, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the best sports moment of 2020 for me was very simple. It was Michael Jordan's The Last Dance um, during a time where we did not have any sports going on um we kind of ran out of things to watch on netflix there was no live events it kind of michael jordan kind of rescued the sports world and recaptured the imagination of the united states of america and sports fans around the globe with the last dance documentary i mean the coverage the way we even talked about it on podcasts the way uh sports companies um radio shows like it was almost like what's going to happen and i know a lot of people that uh who didn't know about michael jordan didn't or never watched basketball who were watching a documentary treated it almost like a actual live event where they're like oh it didn't i'm not even going to google if michael jordan won the championship in that last dance year so i kind of feel yeah. like that was the greatest sports moment in the in 2020 because i think it brought everyone together um there's no rooting right like no one was like it was in chicago versus the world it was like all right let's just see what this michael jordan documentary is all about it was more about entertainment than it was about competition or about yep. um whatever it may be although I'm quite disappointed, George, that out of all people in the world, George went with the two sentimental, like figurative answers here, not the literal answers. I am very shocked that we went with storybook LeBron James and storybook Michael Jordan. I, yeah, I, it's not like it's not like me. You're more of a literal man, not like a well, you know, it was so nice to have Michael Jordan back on the TVs and no yeah, competition, but, but, no hate, no rivalry, just love. What it really was though. I mean, it, it, I mean, come on. Wasn't it the best sports moment of 2020? No, not for me, but it brought back sports, which that's why in, in a, for me, in a narrative in a, answer in a, again. Yeah. In a narrative <laughs> sense. Yes. It brought back like, Holy crap. I, I know what's going to happen in this documentary, but like, at least there's something new to watch because I think like most of us, we finished Netflix and finished Amazon video and HBO. And you're just like, man, I would like something a little new that had to yep. do with sports and not, not just, you know, I have nothing against TV shows and whatnot, but like as sports guys, you want something that has to do with sports. And it was exactly. nice to, especially I think our age, George and our generation, I think it did good for us. I think it did good for all generations. And here's why, and it's not my best sports moment. I'll tell you what it is in a second. But I think it was great to have Michael Jordan for the older generation that loved Michael Jordan and kind of get them back into the love of basketball. It was great for our generation, whom I was only alive for a couple of years. You were still very young, you know, below your teen years, right? When mm -hmm. when he's playing to kind of... It was pre, pre uh, chest on, uh, uh, hair on my chest. Hair on the chest. <laughs> pre chest Which is, on you know, hair. Which is, you know, which is for me eight. very early because like eight or nine. <laughs> or it's like three, seven years old. <laughs> no, I, I think it was just good for all the generation. It was good for the young generations that, you know, um, 16 and under right now that haven't watched anything that has to do with Michael Jordan and probably don't because there wasn't that much stuff on YouTube that's in fucking HD that I can't, I can't even handle watching. You know what I mean? Like, Speaking and it was a good... Speaking of YouTube, that's still my favorite clip of 2020 is Michael Jordan playing pickup basketball and hitting that jumper in the kid's face and saying, do you know who I am? Have you heard of YouTube? I, I don't know if that was 2020 or 2019. 
Was it maybe it was 2019? I, I think it got trend, I have no idea either. But it was good for kids to be able to see that. And like you said, a guy like Michael Jordan who would say shit like that to a kid, right? Yeah. It kind of showed kids that like you LeBron's, can be a dick in life yeah, and get through. LeBron's a little bit of a politician in sports, right? Yeah. He's very like, let me say the right answer. LeBron Jordan was more of a trash talker, no friends on the court type of guy. Even though he was friends with people off the court, that's the stupid narrative that I hate, that people try to be like, Jordan hated his opponents. Like, no, he didn't. He would go golfing with his opponents. But yeah, he hated them on the court. And LeBron... See, sorry, I got to stop you here. I we got to change my best sports moment of 2020. What? Ben Simmons ben just Simmons. hit a three. It's not his first three of his career. I know, I know. It's just every time he hits a three, they're like, yeah, you get notifications on your phone. So I think I'm going to have to change that. My best moment in 2020 was on the last day of 2020, Sammy, Ben Simmons hit a three. He sure did. Um, not the best moment. The best moment was Joe Burrow winning a national championship at LSU. And let me tell you why. Because Jeez, another non-narrative. What's wrong with us today? Because it's not, it should, 2020 doesn't have to be about narratives, George. It's got to be about what's cool. And to me, this is a narrative story, but it's not a narrative just because of 2020. Mine's a narrative that this guy literally went to Ohio State in his hometown, not in his hometown, his home state. It'd be like me going to University of Washington, and they basically tell you, you're not good enough. Mm-hmm. And if LSU didn't give him that chance, he tweeted this out. He said the reason he really wanted the 2020 college football season to happen, he said, if this was last year, I might be looking for a regular job right now. I know. Because he wouldn't have had an opportunity like he did at LSU. And he had that one opportunity and then goes out and wins a national championship and wins in Heisman and then becomes the number one pick back in his home state, the same home state that the college sent him out saying, you're not good enough. Mm -hmm. Um, I think this was one of the coolest national championship wins because we've seen a lot of cool ones, right? We've seen the Vince Young's, the Cam Newton's, the Jameis Winston's, the back-to-back Tim Tebow's, the the Trevor Lawrence's, all the Alabama's, the Ohio State's. It's a lot of them have been. I Do I name any more? No, I, 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 but those are the reason I brought those ones up. Those were calculated and planned, not planned, calculated in the sense of like you could have predicted it a little bit, right? Yeah, LSU. You, I mean, they were they were a top ten team, but they were number one. Like, but you're look saying. how, but look how bad they are. I know. Year. No, no, you're doing. No, you're totally right. I totally. Let get me tell you something. On that. top of all that, Ed Orgeron or whatever has been mocked at every place that's hired him, and yeah. been like, oh my god, Ed Orgeron, how is he getting jobs? Like LSU, crazy. USC should not keep him around. Like he's been a mockery. And Joe Burrow was kind of the mockery guy that got sent away from his hometown school saying you're not good enough and the two guys that were kind of you know not the nick saban Dabo sweeney urban myers of the of the world you know they beat those guys yeah both Are the you, quarterback and coach and so i thought that was really cool no it was really cool and i i, but I totally get where you're coming from the only reason you were even brought this up was because odell beckham jr was giving out hundred dollar bills after the game and you love Only when you guys are giving people free money so i totally get it. And he also smacked the police officer's ass um which was very uh interesting to say the least so uh yeah that, that might be you're right best sports moment uh, i only brought it up because i'm wearing a cleveland browns hat color of poop odell likes poop odell gave out cash at lsu odell got suspended from lsu boom perfect best sports moment all, 2020. all coincides with my hat so obj 
Is that what we're talking about now? Yeah, uh, best sports moment of 2020, OBJ. It Don't has to be. It. <laughs> it's either OBJ, OBJ taking getting shitted on or that Instagram model sleeping with 12 Phoenix Suns at the same time. I thought you were going to say OBJ getting hurt for the Cleveland Browns. No, no, that's sad. <laughs> the same best moment for the Cleveland Browns, potentially. No, no. Edit it out. Edit it out. Why? I didn't say it. No, I, I'm that, it was, I was telling myself to edit it out. Like, that's a joke. Like, I just uh, said that okay. the best thing for the Cleveland Browns is that Odell Beckham got hurt. Although, George, they have been a better football team since he did get hurt. Yeah, I'm I'm in the sentimental mode here at the end of 2020. So yeah, that was the George worst. Feeling, that, that was the worst sports moment of 2020. <laughs> that was not. Let's get into, George, our bets of the weekend. Um, right. We have a very interesting scenario in football, George. Uh, I'm going to bring it up here. So I'm going to read this to you. This is the last week of the regular season, and it will be chaos. Last season, there were two playoffs spots up for grabs entering the final week. This year, there are seven. 11 teams make could make or miss the postseason, depending how Sunday goes. That list includes the Dolphins, Browns, Ravens, Colts, Titans, Rams, Bears, Cardinals, Giants, Cowboys, and Washington football team. All of those could make or miss the playoffs depending on how Sunday goes. And you know what's crazy about that? what you just said? This all is because of adding one more playoff team. It really did make a huge difference. And made it much better. And yeah, you, oh yeah. you're seeing scenarios like... Because this year you would have had a scenario where you have like three 10 and six teams in the AFC potentially missing the playoffs instead of one or two. And it, it does make it a better quality football and makes the playoffs better. Yep. Like, I and, don't care that the Bills are the two seed. If you lose or the or the Steelers, whoever it is. Yeah, I, I kind of like the concept of you have to be the number one seed to get the advantage. In the yeah, and uh, what last thing I'm going to say is on the season, I am now 38-40-2. So I have a chance to go 500 here with a four and one week. So I really need to get a four and one week, a three and two week would put me exactly 500. A four and one week would put me above 500. So this is important to me. You know, George, I would tell you what I am, but I didn't even calculate my last week scores. I, I believe I had Cleveland minus seven, which was probably a loss. It was a loss. I had Indianapolis plus two, which they lost at the end there. I had Seattle minus one. That's a win. I'm somewhere. I think I'm 39 and 35. So as long as I don't go 0 and 5 this week, I got a winning season, which is not bad oh, in no. 2020. It's been a little bit of an no, odd year. It's, it's been a tough one. And this week is the toughest. Week 17 is always really tough. So let's get it started. Yeah, I'm going with some uh, playoff. Imp- Actually, every single game I have has some playoff implications, George. Mine, um, and four of a five do. I had to do it because. It kind of felt I, I couldn't gauge those games that had no meaning. Like I was looking at the Raiders game, you know. That's one of them I did. Yes, yeah, but like it, there's just no meaning to it that it just I know. It was tough for me. Um, should we go game by game, or should we just do our bets and then we can see whatever? No, we, we just do up. our bets. Let's just do our bets and then we'll talk, give our bets for the college football and we'll sign off for 2020. My first bet of the week, George, is Dallas Cowboys minus one at the New York football giants and the reason is because since they beat seattle the giants have been pretty bad yep. and the cowboys have been pretty decent when it comes to offensive end andy dalton's actually been a pretty serviceable quarterback ezekiel elliott had a good game more of serviceable yeah and i think um 
you know, I just think that they they have a little more experience than a guy in Mike, Mike McCarthy, although I do like Joe Judge. Uh, but Daniel Jones, since his hamstring's been hurt, hasn't been the same mobile quarterback that he's been. He's being sacked more often. I just think Dallas, with the playoff opportunity on the line, I trust them more to win this game and have to sit and wait and see what Washington does. So I'm taking Dallas minus one. All right, I'm taking Arizona minus three. Um versus Los Angeles. Los Angeles is on their backup quarterback who's never taken a snap in an NFL game. Uh, I actually, uh, I'm also up. on that, by the way, I'm just like, okay, perfect. So we both on that. And then if Arizona wins and uh, Los Angeles loses and I think Chicago wins, LA is out of a playoffs. You got Arizona and Chicago taking the spots. Yeah. I took Arizona because I just think, you know, like you said, you have Jared Goff coming off thumb surgery, this week after he hit, I, we, he played against Seattle and then what his thumb hit the helmet of somebody. Yeah. He's not coming off. He, he's, he's actually not playing. Yeah, I know. But I'm saying like, he's coming off a of surgery. It means you don't have him. Is and, it mean, is it mean when someone's come, if like, Hey man, we, uh, I don't know. Jared Goff is coming, coming off surgery. Is it, I mean, he's playing in the game. Isn't that like just a little, I, I, mean, I think that's how people interpret it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, coming, that's why I, I said, I'm yeah. saying he could be coming off something and not playing, but I guess you're right. That's usually how they say it. So he has an injury and he's not going to be coming off of it. He's just going to be on the injury, I guess, right? Uh, and he's not playing. You got a quarterback that nobody knows about. And on top of that, their two running backs are both questionable and haven't practiced this week. It, yep. I think they lost Andrew Whitworth at some point in the season. They're, you know, I think offensively they're just kind of screwed against an Arizona team that has good pass rush and has a pretty good defense actually in general. Um, the only concern I have in this, uh, first of all, I hate when people just say like, uh, what's his name? Cliff Kingsbury is just a bad coach now because people mm -hmm. decide that like he's fine. But yeah. I do think Sean McVay probably has the advantage here if he had his quarterback, but he doesn't. So I'm going to take Arizona minus three. Uh, Perfect. All right. Uh, I'm taking Baltimore minus 12 versus uh that's versus the Bengals and I have them at 13. All right. Well, but, are you you're playing with them too? Yeah. All course. right, take them to 12. I did it a little earlier than you, so I uh, I got the minus 12. They need to win. They're going to blow them out. It's pretty simple. Yeah, I mean, I would just be shocked if they let this one be a close one. Um but you know what they say, George, or not what they say, but you know, if they do keep it close and they don't win this one, then they, they guess they didn't deserve to be in the playoffs, but I'd be shocked exactly. if, you know, uh, we obviously know that Lamar Jackson famously has some playoff, you know, mishaps. Mm -hmm. If he plays bad this game, it's just another scenario of him, uh, playing bad in like an important game. And I would be really shocked if that would happen against the Cincinnati Bengals. Even though the so. Cincinnati team has done very well the last two games, surprisingly, as far as putting up points on the board. Yeah. Uh, and like last week they put up 37 against the Texans and, and they beat the Steelers a week before by putting up 27. So just, they are a little bit of, they, they can score the football a little bit. It's tough because guess what? I know we know the Texans are God awful. Yeah. And, the Steelers, I don't know. They were kind of awful for a couple weeks, but you know they exactly. did beat the Colts this week, and they're eleven and what are they? Twelve and three, something like that. So. They're twelve and three. Yep. Uh, um, my next bet is Chicago plus five and a half. Uh, oh, damn, I got the same one. Oh wow, uh, must win scenario. I don't know if they win this game or they keep it close, but I have a feeling they win this game and get into the playoffs. Yeah, I have that same feeling. Um, Although we do have to remember that Green Bay with a win seals the one seed. The one so it's seed, kind yeah. of, so it's very important for them too. Yeah, it's kind of hard. Like you don't know, 
unless Seattle, Green Bay, and New Orleans all play at the same time also. So there's not going to be a random sit out unless like at halftime there's two blowouts and then somebody's like, oh, you're good. You know, like exactly. the only way Rodgers would just like sit out randomly is if like <laughs> Seattle's down by 20 at half and so is New Orleans. But like they probably mm-hmm. still wouldn't sit him out. So my only concern is that Rodgers is playing for his MVP and playing for the one seed at the same time. But I feel the same way you do. I feel like a team in Chicago has been so weirdly good and bad at the same time. But like, I feel like in a game like this, they know they need a win to make the playoffs. I just see it happening. Same I don't here. Know I can't. And cool. This is one of those kind of a, uh, I must say, this is one of my like feeling bets more than All it right. is like. So, so I have two, I have two bets left. You have one bet left. We've kind of done the same thing. Let's see if I can match you again. I got the Indianapolis Colts minus 14 versus Jacksonville. Uh, another team doesn't know must win situation. Jacksonville really de- could give two shits. I don't even know if they're going to get off the bus to go play this game. They might just like keep no defense and let the Colts score as many times as they want. They're but probably you know, going to accidentally win this game. You know what? Well, the Colts are such a stupid ass team. Like I'm, I'm joking, but they're 10 and five. They're outside of a playoffs looking in right now. If they just beat Jacksonville week one, they'd be already in. Jacksonville's only win was week one against the Colts. Phillip Rivers started off slow, man. I know. He's been a lot better uh, towards the end of the season. Although he did uh, talk about how this could be his potential last game of his career. Oh, wow. I think he's pretty well aware that Colts might move off. I don't know if anybody else is going to want to pick up that $20 million next year. Um, And I. Well, it's a player option, so he can pick it up himself. So, yeah. I know, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, I, no, I know exactly like, what you mean. He seems like the type of dude that's not going to be like, we don't want you back. And he's like, I'm taking the player option. I don't. Th- nah, I think if they I, come to a mutual decision, he I totally, play. I totally get it. I think um, it would be kind of a bummer not to see them in the playoffs. Though they're, I, I, they're a really good football team to not make the playoffs at eleven mm-hmm. and five. I totally agree. What's your uh, kind of last crazy. bet? Washington minus I two. Took, I almost took that one too. Must they're win. They're going to win. Well, it's more than just a must win. Like, it's like just, it's literally like, you know, that Dallas and New York's waiting for your result to see if one of them make the playoffs. All you have to do is beat Philadelphia, the worst team in your division. And talk about one of the better stories in 2020, George, that I was close to saying one of my favorite moments was seeing Alex Smith come back on the field. Mm-hmm. And I didn't pick it as my favorite 2020 sports moment because I also kind of hated it because I felt uncomfortable seeing him walk back on a football field after the videos and clips and the injury. I was like, I don't know if he should be out there, right? No, fair um, enough. It is actually a great story. If he g- gets this win this weekend and leads the Washington football team with first-year head coach Ron Rivera, who just beat cancer this year. Um, and Dwayne Haskins, who who's now cut from the team for violating pro- I was getting there. Okay. I was getting I there. Said. I said, and on top of cutting your first round quarterback from literally last year, right? He was a rookie last year. This is year yeah, two. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, all of this combined, if they make the playoffs, that's kind of cool. And they lost their name. name. Yeah. Yeah, this is, yeah. Yeah. I wanted to get into some jokes. I'm tired of being sentimental today. What? Oh, uh, you're going to talk about the strip. You're, you're going to talk about, uh, Dwayne Haskins in the strip club. Yeah, strippers and strip clubs. Like, dude, the dude really, really like man, that guy. Sometimes, you know, I, I kind of don't blame that guy. Not that he, I, he should go to strip clubs or whatever he did. Um, 
But sometimes, man, when you're giving a 22, 23-year-old millions of dollars, a lot of us would make bad decisions too at 22 and 23. Um, it's really hard to find that maturity that you get out of someone like Russell Wilson at that age. Recently, I disagree, actually. Recently, like, do you notice that a lot Recently, of it's been a lot better. No, no, I know. I'm yeah. just saying in general, like, like, these guys are young guys. Yeah, but in general, George, to be honest with you, on a regular year, I'd I'm like, whatever the dude wanted to go to a strip club, but like out of all years and like out of all times, like guys like him and James Harden, it's like, I get you want to live free and enjoy life. But like Mm -hmm. your job this one year, we know you're rich and young, but Mm -hmm. your job this one season is asking you to just like, yeah. And and it's a job that makes a lot of damn money too. Like why would I risk all that money? Yeah. You're not your UPS job. Yeah. uh, But anyway, uh, my last bet's Denver plus three. I just think, Want to win this game? <laughs> I really against the Raiders. Well, I'm shocked that you went with Denver plus three against the Raiders. Week 17, big match, fuel, <laughs> number one game, prime time. George is going to be watching. Honestly, honestly, Denver. I kind of, I kind of, I, I kind of like pick this game just so we can like have a comment about it. Like Denver plus three versus Las Las Vegas. Are you going to watch any of it? No. That's it. Yeah, like at all. Um, all right. So, what they, what really quickly. No, really quickly. I got a question uh, for you. Really quickly. Uh, what's the implications for the Dolphins Bills game? Do the Dolphins have to win to make the playoffs? Kind of. The win depending would on what other teams do. Yeah, depending on what other I mean, teams what about do. The they're Bills in, are they locked in the two seed? They're not locked into the two seed, but they're okay, locked so into that. A that actually locked. is the other meaningful game this week, yeah. technically between. Yeah, two and three Ryan games. Fitzpatrick has COVID, so yep. um, so they're not allowed to uh, let Tua stink up the place for three and a half quarters and bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I know it's been so odd, and I, this is why George. I, this is the last game I wanted to mention because I looked through the schedule. This is the only other game that has two playoff teams with implications that we didn't yep. mention, and. The one reason I didn't like this method of putting in Fitzpatrick as a pinch hitter type of thing is because now you know that fit. Now look, Tua's not—he's not ready. Like I, he's not, and you—he might be ready for a game, but he might not be good. I disagree. I just think he's uh, good. No, 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 no. I'm not saying he's not good. I'm saying he might not be good. Okay, that's fine. But yeah, yeah. I, my, my thing is the reason I'm saying I disagree still is because we don't. The, the whole Ryan no, Fitzpatrick no, no, thing, the whole Ryan Fitzpatrick thing, didn't allow us to know if he's good or ready for these right, situations. Right, but we knew right away not. Justin Herbert was is good. We know that. We know we watching Joe Burrow. We know he's good. I'm watching Tua. I don't know if he's good. I don't know yet. That's like, yeah, it's just hard sometimes because it's like, oh, I know. Sam, oh, yeah, is totally, Sam Darnold totally. good? I don't know. Yeah, I can't, I don't think so anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't know. Is Carson Wentz good anymore? I don't know. Like he's right now, he's not, but he is. He was. It's just, it's just weird. I don't know. Yeah. I, you're right. He might not be good. <laughs> that could be the problem. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm not. I'm not ready to write him off as like, oh, he's going to be a bust. But I just, I'm not ready to say like he's the future for sure in Miami. But he's going to be at least for a few years. They're going to, they're going to give him a try. Before we move on, George, to uh, college football, I do want to say there is one guy that's really good. Baker, <laughs> Baker, the well, Jets. Those that are- or just the Jets, mo- the Jets money maker. For those that are listening to the podcast, got my Browns hat on. Why do I have a Browns hat? You may ask. I'll, I'll answer it because Sammy loves loves quarterbacks who put up three points against New York Football Jets. This is coming from the guy who has like a Carson Wentz poster above his bed. 
Actually, I don't. But you know what would be great for if this? Because I was good. Kid, though, you would have liked him enough to have a poster of him and Jameis. Honestly, if you, oh my god, this would be amazing. This is what I have a great idea, and I'm going to say it right here on the podcast because I we were talking about we're going to change like the cameras uh, a little bit, and I was going to use a, a camera that shows the whole entire thing behind me. I am going to go buy posters of my quarterbacks that I really love that and haven't panned out. Like not every anyone who I've been obsessed with. So I'm gonna have like an Andrew Luck, Carson Wentz, Jameis Winston, like three, like right behind. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. I'm just any any quarterback that I obsessed over way too much. What I'm about the a- ones that you said had a better chance of being on the streets than a starter, like Lamar Jackson? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I love Lamar Jackson. So no, no, no. He, you've, was, been, uh, you've you've definitely missed a little bit on some quarterbacks. Recently. Yeah, no, no. But it's just gonna be like the guys. I was like, like Jameis is gonna be the best. So it'll be Jameis one behind me. Like, um, like yeah, anyone like that. You y- you know which ones they are. I know. I'm just saying you've missed a little bit on quarterbacks. I'm shocked. You're usually pretty I know, good I know. I was usually pretty the good last, at that. Like, couple of years, it's been a little rough, but yeah. is Trevor Lawrence like Bortles? Now? Is Trevor Lawrence going to be good? <laughs> Trevor Lawrence is going to win multiple Super Bowls and it's okay, not even going to be Now he's going to be good. God damn it. Now he sucks. What about Justin Fields? Now Justin Fields is going to be bust. Okay, Justin Fields will win two Super Bowls now. So guys, mark that down. Mark it on your calendars. Place your bets now. Oh, uh, oh, we have to have a Drew Locke one, too. Yeah, Jordan yelling at me at the, on the podcast that Drew Locke's obviously their guy. No, that, no, I'm, to- I'm totally serious about this. I'm going to have a Drew Locke, Carson Wentz, Jameis Winston, Andrew Locke, Sam Darnold, and who am I missing? That's about it. That's about it? Okay. I'm trying to think. Jameis Winston, Jared, I didn't say that. Jameis Winston, I feel like you were kind of like a... Jared Goff trooper for a little bit too. No, no, no. I was just like, people are like, Jared Goff sucks. I'm like, well, no, he doesn't suck. He's just overpaid. There was a lot of bad quarterback play this year, George. I know. So there's not very many good quarterbacks. There usually is like 15. This year, there's like five. Exactly. It's very interesting. Anyway, college football bets. We got the playoffs starting tomorrow. That's why we're going to make this a quick segment because you might even be listening to this after the games. But I am taking, George, I think we have mm-hmm. the same ones. I am taking Notre Dame plus 19 and a half against Alabama. Yep. So, I'll I'm, tell you why. Yep. Because everyone's like, oh, man, Notre Dame's really bad in bowl games since 1989. Like, it's fucking different players. Like, I really don't care what the 1993, yeah. like, team looked like. They're going to lose. Yeah, they're going to lose. But I think but, they keep like, it close. I mean, everybody wants to act like they're so bad. Like they did beat Clemson at some point this season, and they did win every game outside of the next Clemson game that they played. And so it's like they're fine. Brian Kelly's a good coach. They're going to lose by like seven to fourteen. I think nineteen and a half is a little too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we both have Clemson minus seven and a half. Um, Ohio State's played like five games, and Clemson's been talking a lot of shit. Like even Dabo Sweeney ranked him eleventh, I think, in his uh, coaches poll. Um, I think um, it'd be embarrassing if uh, Clemson didn't try to smash them with their foot on their, put their foot on their neck. Yeah, Justin Fields hasn't been very good either this year no. for the four games that he's played. But um, he's kind of struggled a little bit. And on top of that, like you said, I mean, they're talking a lot of crap. And I think they're kind of right, though. I think yeah. it's absolute baloney that – not only is Ohio oh, State in the in the championship, they're also the three seed instead of the two or instead mm-hmm. of the four, if anything. 
I think well, they year, only did that so that we don't have to see Clemson and Notre Dame play three times. They're like, well, let's just move them so we don't have to watch Clemson and Notre Dame. Like, I totally get the I understand. Line. I'm just saying, like, this is the year where everybody played. The teams like them played, like, four games. Just give fucking Cincinnati a chance to get their ass kicked and just see. Perfect. Well, I no, I don't want to see that. I'd rather see this, but not Ohio State. I'd I understand what you'd rather see. I'm not telling you what we should. I'm not. Because I, I agree with you. I would way rather watch mm-hmm. this. But I'm just saying, in general, if there was any year to say, like, okay, you know what, guys? You played, like, four games. Like, let's just yeah. let the fucking small school try. And let's see if it's even <laughs> worth extending the playoffs. Because if we extend the playoffs as eight teams, we're going to start getting teams like like Cincinnati in there. Yep. Um, I have one last thing to add for 2020, Sammy. Cam Newton today reacted with surprise as he was awarded with the 2020 – Ron Hobson, good guy award for his professionalism and cooperations in dealing with the Patriots media. He got that award? Yeah, yeah, I know that. <laughs> you reacted about the same as he did because the the headline is Cam Newton reacted with surprise. Yeah. Uh, what's really killed me about Cam Newton in 2020 is that he's been likable. I. Well, I didn't think he deserved another chance in the sense of like, I didn't think he, you know, most people were like, dude, he deserves a starting spot. And I was like, I don't think he does. He wasn't very good last time he played. Maybe, you know, but like, let's, okay, fine. That's a good opportunity, right? Like I thought Jameis Winston deserved a shot with the Patriots more than somebody like oh, Cam Newton. Oh, don't get me started. And I think Cam Newton basically did everything that we thought he wouldn't. Mm-hmm. And then on the field played bad. So it's kind of like, fuck, it sucks. Now I actually feel for Cam Newton. Because it's like, Same here. you're just not good at football anymore. It's not about you being a dick. Absolutely. Well, happy new year, Sammy. Uh, hopefully next year I can award you the good guy award from Ron Hobson for your professionalism in dealing with the Patriots media. I love the media. And uh, for those that love betting after we bet today, you can also go to betus.com, B-E-T-U-S.com, and use the promo code the sports on tap, all one word. And bet with us. Get a bonus. We don't have to get into it. We're over our time here, but go there and get some. I thought you're about to say something else, but it's okay. Much love. Happy New Year, and uh, <laughs> hopefully, as George would say, for a better 2021. Yeah, I hope so. You know, if I, I uh, if you have any friends who are in other parts of the world, like London, for example, just turned over midnight. So if you want to know what 2021's like, you can just send them a text. Nice. You could do that. <laughs> What's it been like so far? <laughs> I like. I'm drunk. That's what it's been like so far. It's been great. It's been great. I'm hammered. Um, Much love. Happy New Year's. They say we're the best brothers in sports, and this is Sports on Tap, and this is Sports Radio. See you next year. Redefine. Redefine. Peace. 